Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. 7 a.m. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week we are doing 2010's She's Out of My League. And I am going to need to take painkillers after this podcast because I am just in so much psychological pain after having watched this movie <laughs> so much. <laughs> the rage, the rage is giving me cramps. Like I have, I have rage induced cramps from this fucking movie. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. So, um, <laughs> she's out of my league. It was directed by Jim Field Smith. It was his first movie, his first full length feature film. Uh, Ugh. great. Yeah. Good job. It's really interesting how this is his first one and he managed to get this cast. I mean, not that this cast is impressive, but you know what I mean? I'm There's just like, big names that like, yeah, there most are names. of the people had been acting and been in stuff before, you know, it's not like, it's not like a movie where you're like, Oh, who are all these people? Yeah. It was like a movie where it was like, Oh, look at all these people. What are they doing here? Why, exactly. why, why is this happening? Why to is this them happening to us? Yes. And- right. Uh, he went on to direct, uh, one, an indie movie called butter that I've never seen, but it's one of those things where it's like a bunch of white people and like quirky things are happening. And I guess butter is involved in <laughs> that description. <laughs> Bunch of white people, some butter. (laughs) Well, because like you know, probably an Elliot Smith song somewhere. Well, because you know, there were there was that whole thing of indie movies in the in the two thousands and the late nineties, early to mid two thousands. Well, it 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 kept on going, but it kind of started in the two thousands. This whole like we put a bunch of white people together, and all of their lives are connected in some kind of way. And it's a good way for a lot of people who don't get to be in a lot of like serious movies to do a movie that's supposed to be serious, even though it's like a dog died and like here how all of these white people responded to this dog dying. What were they doing five seconds before the dog died? What were they doing five seconds after the dog died? Who hit the dog? Like it's always just this like And then like two white people that kind of look like cousins like fall in love because like (laughs) they're both depressed and they're um, and and they like to drink the same thing out of the bottle in their childhood town because they returned after college and realize everything's bullshit. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it's always just like white people like sitting on swing sets and shit. Returning (laughs) to the swing sets. (laughs) It's a return. It's a return. We were children once. Remember remember? when we used to smoke pot as 16 year olds and now we're 30. Too, and we're smoking pot on the swings again. Oh my god! Anyway, so many, so many, so many white, so many white people. Like, so, so little time. Like for every ice storm, there's like a million the safety of objects. Where you're just like, why? Why are all these people here? I definitely watched another very much white prison film. Actually, after this movie, um, I watched uh, The Land of Steady Habits. Oh man, I I've been which meaning, I actually liked. Uh, I've been meaning to watch that one. Yeah, I actually liked it. Um, like, yeah, I, I mean, I won't go into it, but, uh, and, and I watched Jane the Virgin, but like, it was funny that I went from this to like another movie that's centered around white people in the suburbs. <laughs> I was like, all right, <laughs> all that's right. what I'm doing today. Uh, so the writers, they are both men. Uh, there is John Morris. John Morris wrote the screenplay for Sex Drive, which is a movie that I like. I have strange affinity for Sex Drive. I really 
I haven't seen Sex Drive, but will you just like regale me like in one sentence? Like, what is your description of it? Guy has been chatting with a girl online and he gets in a car with his friends to go on a road trip to meet her. Okay. That's what sex, like it's literally they drive so that he can have sex, sex drive. Wow. But but for a movie with that premise, I, I kind of like it. This, and this direct, um, this writer also uh, wrote Hot Tub Time Machine, which is another one I of those that Hot like, Tub Time Machine. that I it was should fun. be bad, but like it's kind of fun. Yeah, like yeah. I'm sure if I, re- like I haven't seen it in years and I'm sure if I rewatched it, there'd be some cringe I don't remember. Like, um, but I remember it actually being funnier than I expected. Yeah, this is kind of like mid. This is like one of those middling comedy professionals. John Morris is because we got Mr. Popper's Penguins, we got We're the Millers, we got Dumb and Dumber Two, Horrible Bosses Two, Daddy's Home, Daddy's Home Two. <laughs> Where's Daddy? Home. Home. <laughs> also, Instant Family. Oh, he wrote and directed. Oh, yeah, Instant Family. I guess one of the writers on this is the film that's. Currently in theaters, Instant Family that I've not seen, but from what I can tell, it's about some whites and they adopt some Latinx children and it's, you know, some shit happens, I guess. The whites. They they, the whites. they they do they do, you know, the things. And yeah, his um the guy that wrote it with him is his writing partner, Sean Anders, who's also involved in all of those projects. Now, it's weird because there are movies on these lists that like I'll watch. I'll watch a horrible bosses movie. Sure, I'll watch Weird Them. I'll watch Sex Drive. It has it will number one Sex Drive has Seth Green as an Amish man who's really sarcastic and that's really funny. I have a funny. really weird thing for <laughs> movies with Amish people. Like I like I like my roommates know this about me. Like they'll send me screenshots of anything about Amish people. Like whether it's documentary or fiction, I'm I'm there. Yeah, so this seems to be um, a very male comedy. We got a very male comedy duo of screenwriters. We got this very male director who went on to do like sitcoms, direct episodes of sitcoms for men. And, you know, as much as I love Sex Drive, I don't love it for the portrayal of women. (laughs) So... Yeah, this same thing for Hot Tub Time Machine. So I feel like. Oh, yeah. No, I definitely remember Hot Tub Time Machine has some real classic sexism. Like, you know, very there's there's some pretty obvious like objectification and oversimplification of like how complex women are, you know, because we're human. Right. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So uh, but it was still like actually fun enough of a movie that I was okay. Like not like I excuse that, but I was like still, you know. You muddle through a lot of misogyny if you watch anything. So, right, you, you pick your hills. <laughs> so it seems like out of all the movies that these people have been involved with, Mr. Popper's Penguins might be the worst. But I can honestly say that I'd rather watch Mr. Popper's Penguins than watch this again. Uh, yeah, I'm not watching this again. <laughs> like even like literally, even if I'm like wasted at a party and like people want to project it while we all talk, I will leave the room because <laughs> I will get so mad. <laughs> I think it's just like I've seen so many movies of this basic ilk in my life and this viewing of it like triggered all of my anger. It's like an acid flashback where like all the acid in your spine comes out. It's like all my rage throughout the years like channeled into this movie. <laughs> so uh, buckle up for this episode, everyone. <laughs> okay, so she's out of my league. It's it's a very basic premise. We've got, we've got Jay Baruchel who's supposed to be a dork. Now... 
this is a very confusing thing for me because whenever I see him in anything, especially a comedy, the understanding is that I'm supposed to find Jay Baruchel not attractive. Very, very confusing because I don't get it. What am I not supposed to like about him? I mean, it's very, it's a very classic, like, it very much, you know, classic, you know, toxic masculinity, et cetera, however you want to frame it. Like, he's, like, thin and, like, it's supposed to just be kind of the way he carries himself. Like, oh, he's just kind of lanky and awkward and, like, whatever. I guess. But, like, if he had good posture and looked happy, like, he'd be cute. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I mean, his like, main problem is that he has bad posture. Yeah, like, it, it, that's really it. He's not, like, an unattractive guy. Um, I mean, I definitely hate him in this movie. Oh, yeah, he's um, terrible in this movie. Also, but... I just read that he was... He used to date and was engaged to Allison Pill. What happened with that? How he fucked that up? This needs to go in your book about <laughs> celebrity relationships that I'm going to pre-order. <laughs> I'm, I'm obsessed with that. Okay, so we have him. We have Alice Eve. You know, this was during the time when Alice Eve was only being cast as being hot. And that was that was all anyone ever really wanted from her. And, I never really understood it because I just think she looks fine. Like she didn't we uh, talk about her. In we did, of, we did uh, because she was in she was in um, Sex in the City too. Yes, yes, she was the hot nanny. Or Sex in the City. I don't remember which one she is in, but um, they did a lot of gratuitous shots of her boobs. Oh yeah, and yeah. they played a lot of like Irish music too. Uh, Super good. <laughs> the thing about Alice Eve that I was thinking during this whole movie because this is a whole movie where I'm supposed to be thinking about how hot she is all the time is that she looks like a woman from a yogurt commercial. Oh yeah, I mean she's very <laughs> safe, hot, and and that's not meant as an insult to her, but like. She's extremely white and extremely blonde and extremely, like, suburban. Like, she would have been really hot in high school. Like, you know how some people who are hot, like, as adults, like, like very white high schools don't think they're hot because they're like, you're not, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, She's, like, a hot that was always hot. Um, Yeah. By those standards. And... Yeah, it's it's like sh- yeah, she is beautiful, but it's just like exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and wow, we got a more in this cast. So many people. We've got we, we've got some white man named Mike Vogel. <laughs> um some white man named Nate Torrance, okay? Um some white woman named Lindsay Sloan. <laughs> <laughs> so many so many of these people Lindsay Sloan also has been in a lot of these movies that I know because it says here she was on Sabrina the Teenage Witch which I remember her being in but then it's like over her dead body the other guys horrible bosses and horrible bosses too yeah <laughs> she's in so both of them maybe like she gets along with the people who make this right um, uh we got we got Andy Daly from Review in here we got Hayes McArthur from Angie Tribeca we've got Deborah Jo Rupp who was the mom on that 70s show Jessica St. Clair a lot of like comedy people here Kyle Bornheimer who I'm obsessed with because he's constantly in sitcoms that get canceled <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, he's trying it again. <laughs> wow. Do you think that it's because he's in them? I don't like, know. There's a curse? Because I always like, think that he's fine. I just think that he always ends up in something with a script that's just not good enough to stay on the air. Like his most notable one was um 
this remake of a British show called Worst Week. And that, I think that that's what really made me notice him. And I was just like, every single time it's like, NBC has a new comedy. He's always in it and it always gets canceled. And it's always like, oh, sorry, <laughs> not going for long. Um, yeah. And. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. And of course, oh, we have TJ. TJ Miller. Miller, who is a person that he, you know, I, I believe he's supposed to be a comedian. I have yet to see him perform any comedy. I've seen him in several films. Still don't know where the comedy is. Uh, maybe someone could help. <laughs> yeah. Explain. Yeah. He, <laughs> uh, you know, I'll let you guys Google him and all of the allegations against him. Yes. That I believe. Um, oh, yeah, totally. Terrible and, human. Like, absolute douchewad who I refer to as a rapist. Um, yep. Th- it's your decision whether you want to or not. But he plays uh, a flaming, probably the, the flamingest of the douchebags, the most on-fire douchebag of this movie. Oh, and his totally. name is fucking Stainer. Stainer, yeah. And he, there's a point in this film where he says Kristen Ritter with Kristen Ritter, beautiful, wonderful Jessica Jones is in this movie. He refers to her as the Hamburglar. Yeah, he acts like she's <laughs> ugly. Like, Which is so confusing. Like, if she was a woman who somehow looked like the Hamburglar, which would make me immediately obsessed with her because, wow, awesome. <laughs> um, like, that would be awesome. I would be so into someone who looked like the Hamburglar. I would love to be friends Hamburglar. with the Hamburglar, yeah. Um, if she did, that would still be, like, shitty, but, sh- like, that would be massively shitty. But, like, what? Like, Kristen Ritter's hot. Like, what are we doing here? Like, also, TJ Miller, like, get over... Like, I just hate him. Oh, my God. It's so... Okay, uh. so... So we begin this film with him, with Jay Baruchel. Uh, <laughs> he's rehearsing a speech to get his girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend, Lindsay Sloan back. And he basically is just like preparing to beg her to take him back because he tried dating around and couldn't find anyone that was that good. So he wants to settle, <laughs> essentially. Yes. Basically, and um, yeah, he's preparing this speech, but like he hasn't, according to his friends, he hasn't actually really been dating around. He's just been pining for her. He's saying that he's been dating around so that he seems more desirable to her. So we're starting off with some fun manipulation. Oh, oh man, I just remembered that Lindsay Sloan was big red and bring it on. Oh, right. Oh, my God. It's wow. big red. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I, yeah <laughs> so <laughs> she really she really kind of like deserves better whenever i see her i'm just like you could have been a star what happened and it's not even there's nothing wrong with Lindsay sloan it's just that whenever i see her she's in a role where she's just a bitch or annoying and yeah, that seems to be all that she's cast as and when i say bitch i don't mean that i think that she's a bitch no. these, i mean that she that's the role that she is given, and that role is bitch. And I don't really get it. Like she's very cute. Yeah, she. <laughs> I guess she the joke uh, is is that she's cute looking and she's mean, like a like, like a gremlin or something. Like this movie just like hates her so much, <laughs> so much hate for her. I don't really understand it. Uh, <laughs> Me neither. It's it's very 
it, like it's so heavy handed. It's because like this movie will not let you decide for yourself. It be- will tell you how to feel. Because of what it really seems to me is that she is sad and that she has low self-esteem. And the movie has really no empathy for her, but all of the empathy for Jay Parashel's self-esteem yeah, all issues. Yeah, it's about male self-esteem, but if for her being insecure is like, she's a monster, she's a bitch, she's and it's, crazy. And it's, so, and it's so clear that she's insecure because she she's dating Hayes McArthur, who like, it, it, Hayes McArthur here plays a guy who is really just biding his time until he finds something better. You can tell just with their interactions and stuff, like, he yeah. likes the idea that other people think that she's hot, but he doesn't seem to like her that much. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's using her, and he's just kind of passive about her as a person. And he works at Pizza Hut, so, I mean... He's catch. a manager of a, a, a franchise. Yeah, he's a man- one of Well, the- I, no, I think it's one of those, like... It's, like, one of those, like, express. Like, it's yeah. not even, like, a full restaurant. It's, like, it's in the mall. It's connected to a Taco Bell or something. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, and so... We're supposed to believe that women wouldn't want to date Jay Baruchel because he is a moodle, a man poodle, someone that you can take for a walk, but that you never want to take into your bed, which, what? I mean, I'm Don't sure... Don't people put poodles in their beds all the time? I'm sure... <laughs> like, Could we just... These weird metrics of attractiveness. This movie is very obsessed with Aryanness, for lack of a better term. Oh yeah, I it mean it's very an issue with of anyone with like brown hair, anyone with dark hair, anyone that's like <laughs> anyone that like doesn't look like oh, you know Kristen when you Ritter is like well okay, uh Jessica Nicole and uh Yanzi are in the movie for like 4 minutes. Uh and those are the only people who are not white who appear in the movie. But Kristen Ritter is like literally the only person in the movie for more than 5 minutes that like doesn't like that like doesn't have either blonde hair or like incredibly pasty skin like and she's very white <laughs> like like Kristen Ritter is the diversity is what I'm trying to say in which a very is weird way. well but you well, know what I mean like well okay so there is one uh, it's weird that I have to say well it's a reveal but who cares there is one character in this movie played by Nate Torrance who is clearly supposed to be the guy that you like, but he's so annoying about everything that it just kind of comes back around. Like everyone's shitty to him because he's chubby and he's kind of like annoying, but he's also the only guy that's married. So he's really the only guy that isn't trying to get something, except that he is obsessed with this black woman named Wendy, played by Jessica Nicole, who was in a very great indie rom-com called Suicide Kale that I reviewed actually and just seeing her (laughs) in this movie it just I don't know it reminded me that people that look like her you know beautiful people that just happen to be black women don't get to be stars in these but they do get to be except for in stuff like Suicide Kale which is good you should watch it it's on Amazon Prime but she just becomes like this like weird fetish object for this married man and it's so strange he meets wendy once and he's just like oh how's wendy what does wendy think because oh, wendy, yeah. because wendy says that he's hot and like he could just take that no yeah <laughs> and just be fine but he but he's just obsessed with her and then when you finally meet his wife who is an asian woman you realize it starts to get weird because didn't it make you feel like 
he is just obsessed with women who aren't white. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that was my... Because, like, both of these women are only in this movie in relation to him. And, like I said, they're only in this movie for a few minutes. Like, and it's just neither like, of them have any time... Like, we don't... We literally hear one line from from his wife, Karen, played by Yin uh, Chi, I think is how you say it. Um, I don't want to screw up anyone's name. And then, yeah, Wendy, we only see her for a few minutes, too. And it's all about him and his attraction... And, like, it does feel, yeah, it does definitely feel like he is not into white women, like, exclusively. It's like a like fetish where it's, like, not white women. And that's, like, <laughs> supposed to be a joke because, like, he introduces them and he has this giant grin on his face. And I'm like, ew. Yeah, <laughs> it's you really calm down? creepy. And, like, he was honestly the only male character that I almost liked a little. Like, yeah, he was annoying, but he at least felt a little wholesome in, in compared to the other men. Like he was the only one who wasn't talking about women. Like they were like pieces of meat. Um, but he was still creepy and then he gets creepier and I'm like, never mind. <laughs> yeah. It's really weird. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cause he's also t constantly talking about like princess Jasmine and he were, and he like compares all of these white women to princess Jasmine. And it's so weird. Cause it's like the only way that he can think of women is if they're not white. So he'll just yeah. call everyone Princess Jasmine. Yeah, it was very, it was, I thought it was, yeah, like him calling Alice Eve Princess Jasmine, like Alice Eve, like. That's so weird. Especially when like, like, you know, 70% of the Disney princesses are blonde and white. So it's just like really. It's so weird. Yeah. Like, I wonder if he calls his wife Princess Jasmine. Oh, so creepy. Uh, so yeah, he, um, so. So Jay Baruchel wants to get old girl back. Old girl doesn't want him back. She's with dude. I'm just, <laughs> just giving everybody these generic names. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. And, like, he says dumb shit about, like, how it's, like, a snatch. He's He dealt with a snatch parade. Like, like I'd love <laughs> I can't, yeah. I, like, I've been fine. I just did the snatch parade, man. I, Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we have Lindsay Sloan doing this harpy. She plays a woman named Marnie who everyone is just like, is a bitch. And it's just, she's insecure. That's really it. And she is in a bad relationship and she knows it. And it kind of just like, I would love the tragic version of this movie where it's just about her. Oh yeah. Because also like, how could she not be insecure when she's surrounded by these men who don't view women as full people constantly talk about and compare how women look to each other and don't listen to their opinions. Of course she's going to be insecure. The like, saddest scene in this movie for me is when they're at the pool and Alice Eve is being like introduced to the family and everything. And um, Marnie's just like, you know, she's got her, she's got her bikini on and she's really excited and she's ready to get like whooped and hollered at, you know, to get some affirmation. And then Alice Eve comes out and she's not even in a swimsuit and everybody's looking at her. And then, and then Lindsay Sloan just like slowly puts her towel back on. And yeah. I was just like, this is devastating. Yeah. What? Like everything about it was devastating. Like that, that was the way that she needed affirmation exclusively. Like I'm not even judging it. It's just like sad that like she literally was okay with like her ex-boyfriend's brother hitting on her just to get that attention. Yeah. You know? And then, and then that they're all so like overtly gross 
that they're just like once Alice Eve walks out, they're like, oh, we got another chick to ogle. Like that's essentially it's the, so the weird. Vibe. And also Jessica St. Clair, who is engaged to um, she was funny in this movie. She's oh, she's fucking great. Yeah, because she doesn't give a fuck. Like her self esteem is intact. Like she's pregnant and like engaged and wearing a bikini and like cursing and like her character is like a, a she, like I don't know. She's funny. She's, I love Jessica St. Clair. She's a shitty person, but like in a like like she's the only woman who seems like she's having an all right time yeah shout Even out to her her, her her fiance is a piece <laughs> of shit yeah she's jessica st Clair is funny in everything that i see her in and she's kind of one of those people like june diane raphael who's like in everything because i think she's just like friends with everybody yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah she's great and it was also weird that <laughs> that like there's a scene where oh god kyle whatever his last name is like it's so long Bornheimer Kyle Bornheimer was like talking about how Alice Eve is hotter than Jessica St. Clair and I'm just like they're both blonde like yeah, can they we look all come? a lot alike they look similar like if they said that oh yeah they're sisters I would believe it yeah no he he literally <laughs> says in quote that that like uh that that Alice Eve makes her look like a pig which is insane to me that's like something you should never say ever in general about a human being but also it doesn't make sense like no and that happens in this movie they say these demeaning things that they should never say no matter what but they're saying them about these actresses that look pretty similar to each other and i'm just like this is so crazy i did not see a single woman in this movie who was not beautiful yeah they're all and they're all beautiful in this very universally you know whatever conventional way like that has been forced down our throats our whole lives. So it's like, there's no, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, (laughs) but yeah. Okay. So, uh, Jay Baruchel and his, and his horde of gnomes all work. I love that (laughs) airport at the airport security. And he wants to be a pilot. It's one of those things where it's just like, "Mm, one day. Mm." And, uh, and they all kind of like talk about women in the way that like they're they're like they talk about women like, like 14 year olds like like women you, are just like impossible creatures that you have to barter and plead with to get things it's like they're all such shitty people that they're like well you gotta lie and manipulate them to get i mean they're all red pillars like that's essentially what they and, are and jay baruchel very much is the image of the stupid idea of skinny man oppression. I don't know what happened. Maybe it was like that 70s show. <laughs> I don't with know like what happened to with, 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 with Topher Grace or what. But I noticed it when I was young watching that 70s show when people were constantly calling him skinny and talking shit about him. And I didn't understand where it's just become this. It was became this whole epidemic in the 2000s and early 2010s where it was like man is skinny and everyone mean to skinny man, skinny men bad. And I know <laughs> it's so weird because like <laughs> this isn't the 80s when everyone was obsessed with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I know, I, know, I know way more people who are dating skinny men than they're dating like really jacked men. You know, yeah. like, I, I, it's just weird to me. Like and I, I get that other men can be really mean and women can be mean to skinny men, too. Sure. Like and, and it would it makes more sense in the context of like being teens who are getting teased by like jocks, you know, or whatever, like in the locker room. But like in the world, pretending that women are like, oh, like, yeah, sure, women have preferences, but a lot of skinny dudes get laid 
all the time. Like they are not a demographic that is hurting. Like Espe- I know way more women that don't want to be with a super muscular man because they're like freaked out by it. Especially if you're skinny and tall. Like oh yeah, it's it's way being more, tall. If it was about a short men, I would believe it because I know a lot of women who, who yeah, are like yeah, short hypocrites. man impression. Women, okay, I'll short watch man it. impression is real. Yeah, I that's know a lot real. of women who are hypocrites about that. Like, and oh I my god, I can't that. deal with a man that's shorter than me. Like all that shit. Meanwhile. If Peter Dinklage was single and I was single, I would be after that. Oh, yeah, totally. Because he's just like... He has BDE. Oh, yeah. Like, major. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And so um, we meet Alice Eve and, you know, it's the whole, like, hot girl, electric guitar (laughs) thing. And I'm just like, who cares? Yeah, yeah. Like they're like all they're all like whoa, whoa. This movie also made me realize how short she is, and I kept on wondering, is she the same height as me? Because that somehow like I'm just like Does that make you like her more? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she is short. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, there's they're like harassing her. Andy Daly, who usually plays nice guys, is like being really handsy with airport. This is like a nightmare. Like yeah, it's like I airport like security won't leave you alone. Yeah, like they all need to be reported to HR, absolutely. And then she they annoy they like bother her so much that she leaves her phone. <laughs> And so then she has to use Kristen Ritter's phone to call Jay Baruchel. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll just return your phone when you come back. Like, she's totally lackadaisical about it. She's like, oh, yeah, return my phone whenever. Yeah. When I'm done with my flight. It's fine. She's like, (laughs) she is like the wet dream of like the, end quote, chill girl. Like, you know, unfazed by anything. So down with however shitty this dude is. Like, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, it's the whole thing where they go to a party that they plan that she plans because she's a party planner. She was she was a lawyer and she dropped out of law school, realized she loved planning parties. I'm yawning. Um, who cares? <laughs> I didn't know if that was. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, is that a yawn for the pod? Or? It's for the pod. Yeah. No, because who cares? And this weird thing that makes it so interesting. It was, yeah, it's so interesting that you picked uh, that you dropped a high paying job for another job that probably wouldn't be high paying. But you're beautiful and you're blonde and people are definitely going to pay you a lot to play in their parties. Like it's just going to oh, yeah, happen. No, I mean, she, she makes bank. <laughs> it's like when uh, that um, that actress and director Britt Marling was like, oh, yeah, I was I was do- I was was interning at Goldman Sachs and I just quit that to be a filmmaker and now she made the OA which How brave. is brave. <laughs> I'm so the bored. OA, the OA is so such I'm a brave so show. I'm tired of hearing people who are like I was in finance or like anything that's high paying and they're like and then I dropped it to com- to fucking pursue my dreams. I'm like oh wait, like that's you pursued so your dreams. You oh already had God. all of the money to pay for rent for years. Like Shut up. Am I a little bitter? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's humiliating to pursue your your dreams when you're working class. You're like begging people to support you and like come to your shit. By the and way, you should totally support my Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> Which supports this podcast. These, these, these people like drop their high paying oh, job and become man. successful and it's like an inspiration. Oh man. Anyways. It just I, makes you want to just like I'm whack full, them. I'm drop shocked. an anvil. I am like a Thanksgiving plate full of negativity today. So like just <laughs> eat it up everyone um, um isn't it super weird the way that um jay baruchel's family 
just like lets Lindsay Sloan hang out at their house yeah, all the time that's, that's, and invites them on family trips. It's a very, so like one of the contentions that Jay Baruchel has and all his friends have with Lindsay Sloan is like that after they stopped dating, like her, his family loved her. And so she just like hangs out and is part of the family now with her new boyfriend, which I agree that would be super weird. <laughs> like it's, it's one thing I, I definitely know people who've like stayed friends with their ex's family. Like I get that, but like, this is a weird dynamic. I don't know. But it doesn't, it's still like, I feel like it's supposed to make me hate her more. But again, her whole, his family, like they're all the ones who are inviting her. So. Yeah. Like, like it's, it's, his family is just very abusive. Yes. They're very emotionally abusive. And it, and I don't really get it. It's very, I still feel like it's supposed to be a send up to that 70s show. I feel this. Like, what if that 70s show had, like, the Foremans were, like, badly written? Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. It's kind of what they are. <laughs> yeah, it, that is true. Because, like, that 70s show, like, actually had some heart, you know? Um, so it's like, oh, yeah, Red, you know, was always with the foot up the ass, but Red still loved and protected his son. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. It's. It's. Yeah, this. The. I mean, so like, he ends up bringing uh, uh, there's a Eve's phone. Yes, yeah. There's the party, and then they get kicked out of the party, and that's when uh, old dude meets the one black woman in the movie and immediately starts fetishizing her. It's a great time. Then they get kicked out of the museum. And then Alice Eve was like, oh, to make it up to you, come to this hockey game and like bring a friend. So there's like a double date with her, Stainer, Christian Ritter. I'm just I'm just calling TJ Miller Stainer. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'd rather <laughs> Christian not say Ritter. Um, and it's like this whole thing. And of course, <laughs> he him and Stainer just get a huge boner when they realize that she actually understands hockey oh my god oh my god when they first arrive at the game they look she says something i don't know about hockey and then they look at each other and they're like wow she knows a lot about hockey and then one of the hockey players like waves at her yeah and they're like well i didn't know women could know about sports and be hot (laughs) stainer is stainer is mostly here just to be (laughs) misogynistic like he literally called Lindsay Sloan a bitch and a skank. And I'm just like, do we really need these words in this movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This movie is violence against women. <laughs> this Fully. Movie, Lindsay Sloan, uh, her character and the way that his friends talk about her reminds me a lot of this other bad romantic movie called Saving Silverman. Oh, yeah. I and remember that one. Yeah. And it had like... um jason biggs and in that one the bitch was amanda pete and they were just like we have to liberate our friend silverman from amanda pete she's a man eater god they're so yeah also can you imagine like hating an ex that much like you don't know her yeah (laughs) yeah like you're just the friends of a guy who used to date her like you don't know her intimately so what where's the hate coming from yeah like she like unless she was physically abusive you know like that's the like the only time i've hated a friend's ex is when they were like an actual abusive partner besides that i can't imagine actively talking this deep of shit about someone's ex that you don't even know like what <laughs> it's yeah it's very strange now uh Bronwyn, would you like to explain this point system that stainer introduces oh yeah 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 so like uh there's there's a scene basically after the hockey game um 
you know, uh, like they're all talking about whether it's actually possible that Alice Eve could be interested in, you know, such a skinny man. And and so this is when Stainer brings up his um, his point system, which is I mean, you know, it's the it's the one to ten. But basically, like if you're <laughs> OK, so he's in a band. <laughs> he's in a Hall and Oates he's cover in a band. Hall and Oates cover band. His voice isn't even high enough to hit those notes also. When we <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, as you later find out when they actually have him uh, cover Hall and Oates. Um, he um, basically like uh if, if you play in a rock band, you get a point. If you're funny, you get a point. If, um, if, uh, like all of the guys in their group are sixes or fives to start, but then they are able to accrue points through confidence, displays of alpha behavior, um, playing in a rock band, being funny, but you get points taken away if you're too much of a poodle or a pushover. Um, I'm trying to remember what they give their married friend, what rating they give him, but I feel like they take away points because he's married, which is kind of nuts since he's the only one, Nate Torrance, since he's the only one who's like actually, you know. Like a woman has elected to sleep next to him yeah, for the rest of her Yeah, and they're like, oh, life. what a loser. You're married. We can't get a woman to talk to us. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Jay uh, Bayrichel is supposed to be a five. Um, whereas TJ Miller elects himself as a seven because his, you know, playing in a rock band, et cetera, has elevated him from a five up to a seven. Um, Mike Vogel is, I think, an eight. Um, I think just because he is the most hot of them. Uh, yeah, supposedly, according supposedly. to people. I mean, according to, yeah. Um, and it, yeah, I mean, you know, he's very extreme about this this point system and of course Alice Eve is like she's a 10 through and through um and and they bring up the point system multiple times in the movie like the point system is a plot device the point system even you can't jump more than two spots yeah you can't oh right I forgot that yeah you can't jump more than two spots so even if you have the most wonderful personality and you're really intelligent and loving and great you can only go two spots above which shows how how Stainer has truly a deep lack of humanity. What's wild and to me... also just doesn't understand attraction. And Nate Torrance even jumps in. And this is one of the times where he makes sense. And he's like, it doesn't really... like Point system doesn't really make sense. Because if you connect and you love someone, like it's not really quantifiable in that way. Yep. And they're all like, oh, you're so soft and stupid. And it's like, well, uh, <laughs> I mean, he's right. He's like, right. Yeah. And uh, w- w- the few precious moments that we get from Alice, Alice E's perspective is just like her talking to Kristen Ritter and he's sh- and she's just like, oh, well, he's not the guy that you usually go for. And are you just trying to get over this other like supposedly more attractive guy, which I disagree. Uh, dude that plays Cam is one of the guys, one of the guys who ends up marrying one of the girls from Seventh Heaven. You know how they all like get married and all of a sudden it just becomes this giant unwieldy domestic drama he i think yeah. he marries lucy yeah i think that's the one and he plays like a fireman and it, he look he has resting fireman face yeah he just he just has a chin it's just a chin yeah <laughs> that's I think, really it like, yeah he has a chin <laughs> he's he's like i guess muscular but that doesn't change the fact that his face is really boring <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's a very, I mean, this kind of goes back with Alice Eve, and I'm not saying this to insult her, but it's just like he's kind of a Ken doll, you know? Like, it's a it's a very, he he would have been hot in high school, you know? Right. Uh, consider, yeah, it's a very safe, attractive guy kind of But m- also just like, metric. I can't imagine, like, his dick, like, just just like a mound, just like a Ken A mound? mound. <laughs> just what? like a formless Wait, mound. Wait, why, why can't you, Im- oh, because of he's a Ken doll? I don't know, I just don't. <laughs> like, like, he's a person. <laughs> I don't believe it. You don't believe he has a dick? Uh, no, I just it's just like <laughs> what like or or it's just like is it just he's him like, as he a seems sexual like a person? Cardboard, yes. He's okay. like a cardboard cutout of a person. Like it's like I don't know, like I don't know, like the crimson chin from like <laughs> really odd okay. parents or something. Like, like it's a cartoon of an attractive straight man. Yeah, kind of like he's a, yes. he's a he's an avatar. Yes, and also his you lips can, you are can always be, a little bit. You parted. can be a man without a dick. I'm just saying that he yes, doesn't. No, I seem agree with that. I wasn't. I was just. You were saying a mound, so I was just trying to figure out what you were saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like it's like a whole. <laughs> we really got off there. <laughs> uh, he shows up in this weird scene where, for some reason, they he goes to d- Jay Baruchel goes to dinner with Alice Eve, and for some reason he's wearing a red suit, which is just maybe he didn't have any other suits. But you know, when he stands up, of course, a bunch of people treat him like he works there, like a valet or like a concierge or something. Because you're wearing a red suit. Why are you wearing a red suit? Well, yeah, that's what it was funny to me. Is I was like, it seems like it would be a lot harder to find a red suit than a normal one. So it is like it does make sense that people think that you work there. Because <laughs> like, how well, because many- I, I think that the joke was supposed to be, oh yeah, he's such a pushover that people think that. But it's also just like you're wearing a no, red he's suit. Wearing the same thing as everyone who works there. And then so then when he stands up and like, you know, yeah, it it makes sense. But of course, you know, on their date, um, Cam, the man that we just spoke of, uh, appears and he thinking that Jay Rochelle is a (laughs) server um, sits down in his seat and tries to order from him because Jay like stood up. I can't remember why he had to stand up. He had he was giving someone their jacket. He was giving some other jacket that they left. Um, anyways, this creates, you know, a classic um, moment where the men can measure their masculinity and Cam can kind of, uh, like, act very shocked that Alice Eve would dare go out with someone who was not as Aryan uh, as him. Oh, my God. He's um, skinny and he has dark hair. <laughs> yeah. like um, Yeah. And so they... You know, we finally get rid of him and they go on a walk that's supposed to be them like getting to know each other. And we find out about the career stuff and blah, blah, blah. The one thing that really uh, sticks out to me with that exchange is that my dad was supposed to send me to college, but he bought a pool instead. This family sucks. Like, Jay Baruchel didn't go to college because his dad decided to buy a pool. Also, like, how cheap was college? Because pools don't cost that much. Pools do not cost that much. <laughs> like, yeah. I was, like, definitely doing the math in my head on that one. Um, but, yeah, his family just sucks. Like, they, they yeah, truly and at do. This, at this point in the movie, I my note is, kill me. <laughs> this movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I, I was just i paced i actively paced during this movie because i was so angry and stressed (laughs) uh it's yeah so they so then there's the introduction to the family which we already kind of talked about yeah it's called numb nuts which is great um and 
then when Alice, e- Al- there's a scene where Alice Eve is where they're at the table and she has to explain to everyone why she's with him because nobody believes it. So she has to give an announcement. And one of the things she says is that he's funny. And to which point <laughs> Kyle Bornheimer is like, tell us a joke there, Sinbad. <laughs> which, which was <laughs> probably the only funny sentence in this whole movie. <laughs> so I great. really want somebody to call me Sinbad when they ask me to do a joke. I want them to just be like, oh yeah, tell me a joke, Sinbad. Like that'll make my day. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. And yeah, I mean, and, and he's not, he's not funny though. He's not funny in this movie. He's not funny. I Literally th- his only personality trait in this movie is like, like I feel bad about myself he, and I'm going to say insecure things. Like he gets the fuck on my nerves. It is like, weird that she says that he's funny. I feel like that's a thing that, that women say a lot about like nerd adjacent men. Like it's like, just that I have to attribute something to them since I'm not going for a guy who lifts weights. <laughs> like that's So it's like funny <laughs> yeah and i'm like no he's not though like he he's could not be something else there's a lot of other things people can be you <laughs> know you could say that he's a good listener yeah like where yeah exactly you could say that he's you know uh compassionate or or easy to be like good company or yeah but yeah so the, the thing is that he makes her laugh um, uh which sure girl i guess if that's what you want uh, so then there's like a weird like masculine off where it's like, no, I want to prove my manhood because brother came in with pretty woman must be better than brother. It's like, you're engaged. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Why it's does so, this matter? I hate everybody. I hate it. And like, I don't know, they're throwing a dart or a ball or it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. It's in a basement. Um, all the women scream and hug them and they like squeeze their boobs and I hate it. Like I hate it so much. Oh yeah. Also like, yeah. Jay's brother keeps like trying to hug Alice Eve throughout her visit and it's very creepy. Yeah. It's just everyone. You all have attractive partners. Why? Like the only one who doesn't is like Stainer and it's like, that's fine. And the only... And the reason that this movie, like, the men make me think of, like, 14-year-olds is that they're so shocked by the sight of, like, someone they deem attractive. You know, like, they're like, whoa, I've never seen a hot person before. It's like, there are hot people everywhere. Yeah. You can like open your computer. There's there, a hot person. There comes a point where you're used to seeing hot people, and if they're not interesting, then, I don't know, that's, it's, you're done. You're over it. <laughs> like, um... Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very. This movie. Uh, uh, so there's a scene where he goes to Alice's apartment, which is of course nice. Uh, and it gets hot and heavy, which is a scene that I just couldn't stop laughing towards because I just couldn't imagine what it just what they were doing. <laughs> it was oh, just like yeah. not attractive. Like it was so gross. It was so gross. It was like people who'd never kissed before. Like I just assumed they drooled in each other's mouths. Like, and it's it was just so like you're on the couch. Like you couldn't even make it to the bed. Like okay, yeah. whatever. And then he comes in his pants, which is really funny to me because they did nothing. Yeah, they literally <laughs> kiss for like one minute and then he immediately <laughs> comes, but you know, the implication is cause she's so hot. And then like 
I'm also like, is this a grown man who never masturbates? Like, is, like what is going on here? And then like, and then like the do- the doorbell rings. The doorbell and her rings family is there. And her family's there. The de- and so he basically acts like a total dick through this whole scene because there are several ways. And and every I know that people might be like, well, he came and he didn't know what to do, and he was the dad. And it's like there are plenty of things you can do. You can put a cushion. In, like he could just could have put a cushion in his lap and kept it moving. He didn't really even have to get up. Like I don't really get it. Yeah, like there's the an awkward moment where they want him to shake his hand and they're standing up, so he would have had to stand for that. But he could have just like, yeah. I don't, also, like, if you also by standing, okay, you're standing and you're like shaking a hand. No one's looking at your pants while you're shaking a hand. You could just sit down very quickly and you afterwards. Could grab a pillow and like kind of just have it in your arm and like blocking your like i am definitely thinking way too much about the logistics of how he could have managed to cover the fact that the he whole time pants, which is every, emblematic of how fucking dumb this movie is yeah like it's i and they literally spend three scenes after this talking about it because the next scene so he ends up running out he literally does like one of those weird movie shenanigan things where he's like awkward and then he just runs out the door so of course Alice Eve and her family are just like, uh, what happened? And then the next scene, his friends are making fun of him. Um, so we get a whole nother scene where they just talk about him coming in his pants. And then another scene is him finally getting up the nerve to go talk to Alice Eve and tell her what happened and apologize for his behavior. So we have three scenes that are about him coming in his pants. It's so much. It's so exhausting. And then, um, um, Lindsay Sloan kind of realizes that her relationship with Ron is on shaky ground. So she's just like, you should take me back. But her pitch is so sad. It's just like, well, it's not going to work out with you and Molly because you're you. Yeah. <laughs> just like She like puts him down and then puts herself down. And it's basically like, we might as well be together. <sighs> and the guys are like, what? Like she's, like she tries to get back with him in front of his friends at the airport while he's sh- on a shift. It's very weird. What's also weird to me is that um, have you ever thought about how in these movies it takes so long for them to fuck? Oh yeah, totally. Cuz it's such a weird thing. Okay, we're supposed to be really invested in this relationship with him and Alice Eve and they really don't have anything in common. They're kind of boring and they also haven't fucked. So like what are we supposed to hold on to? Yeah, like if they they don't even <laughs> try to have like there's nothing that they actually connect on this movie doesn't even force like a fake deep conversation between them it's literally just him being obsessed with how hot she is her being nice to him and relieved that he's not overtly mean to her and it makes her seem like she's the holy grail because she's nice like that's really it is that she's nice she lady nice girl nice girl nice must not let nice girl there are plenty of nice people my nigga like why are we doing this But it's not, but they don't care about the fact that she's nice. It's because she's hot and nice. Like, if she was, you know, what, less Aryan, if it was Kristen Ritter being nice, they wouldn't want it. Like, that's the whole point, though, you know, is, like, that he's, like, what? She's hot and nice? Like, I'm sure there are other women that were nice to him that he, like, didn't pay attention to. It's so, this is so exhausting. Because, like, we could... We could go like a scene by this is about the point where I just the scene by scene is driving me nuts. So let's just do this. Okay. It's a bunch of nonsense. Uh he become he gets her back and he's getting ready to have sex with her. There's a whole like ball shaving thing. He worries about the size of his dick. He worries about whether the sky is falling. This chicken little motherfucker, who cares? He <laughs> 
And so when it's finally time for them to go fuck and they make a big to do about it, which is not real. No one does this unless you're like Christian or something. No one does this. Yeah, it's so I like they get Just undressed go to the bed. and then they like get undressed and then look at each other. I'm like, why do people do this in movies? That is not how sex happens. Turn some Sade on. Why are we like doing just start this? making out and just yeah, let it happen? Like, like it's not that complicated. What is this? Okay, and then uh, he becomes obsessed with. Okay, so there has to be something wrong with her. There has to be something wrong with her because if there's something wrong with her, it means that I can have her. If she's too perfect, it means that I can't have her. Which is which is weird because her agency factors not at all in this. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely, it's very yeah, it, it's so gross. And so the big reveal is that she has webbed toes, and he decides to react to it by being like, "That's it? <laughs> that's all that's wrong with you? Okay, this is it. I gotta get I gotta get out of here. It's just webbed toes." And she's like, what are you talking about? Rightfully so. She's just like, what is wrong with you? Like, why are you looking for things that are wrong with me? And he's like, well, why else would you be with me? And blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm I'm uncoordinated. I'm like, I'm broke. All this stuff. Like, you know, and, and she finally is like, well, I was into you, but now I'm not because you're so insecure and needy about this. Like, I don't like she, she lays into him. This is the only time I relate to her. Oh, yeah. She was great. You <laughs> like, were hoping there was something wrong with me. So yeah. that you could be with she's me like, and she just like cussed him out yeah she's just like you know what like you need to get over yourself and like and stop putting me you can't put me on a fucking pedestal it's also like also the fact that he's looking physically for something wrong with her is interesting because this goes back to the fact that none of the male characters view women as full people in this movie because if he viewed her as a full person he would know that if they're like a, there's something wrong with everyone. Like if you want to word it that way. Um, but, um, you know, getting to know someone, you're going to find out their emotional stuff. Like, but that's not a factor because it's all about how she looks (laughs) like, you know, he's not like, Oh, maybe after I get to know her, I'll realize the stuff she struggles with or, you know, her, her habits that are annoying. It's like, no, like that doesn't matter. Like, I'm just like, does she have something physical? That's not perfect. It's just, it's just very creepy and objectifying. Yeah. It's, oh, it's so bizarre. I, yeah. This movie is just like, and, and so, yeah, so they yeah. get in a fight and, he and he's just like, look at me. I'm a five. And, and just... you're 10. And then she's like, well, you know, like, and then like Cam comes up in the conversation and she's like, well, Cam was the same way. He was also insecure and he put me on a pedestal and he cheated on me. And, and then like Jay still leaves and I'm, I, you know, I don't even try to care at this point. I think I was pacing and cussing at this point in the movie. Um, oh, yeah. And there's a whole thing where it's like this idea that he's like, you thought a guy that looks like me couldn't hurt you. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I don't yeah. remember who says that. He might not have said I it. I think she says that. She says or, it or something. Yeah. Something. And it's like, uh, yeah. no one thinks of people. And, it, and it's at this point. That I paused the movie and just started like pacing around the apartment. I was just like, "Is like dating like going to Blockbuster with these fucking people?" <laughs> yeah, it's just like, "Oh no, I'm not in the not in the mood." Oh, I'm I'm in the mood for someone nice right now. Oh no, I'm in the mood for a mean guy. Like no one picks like this. No, exactly. <laughs> and like, yeah, it's 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 absolutely absurd. And so, yeah, so th- he leaves and. 
blah 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 and then we find and then what's weird is that the emotional realization does not happen to him it happens to stainer because it's basically implied that it's Stainer's fault that, like, everything, like, all of his, like, insecurity and stuff oh, was yeah. manufactured by Stainer. So it's because Stainer who Stainer's has to... Because like, made fun of him so much. And I'm like, that's not how insecurity works, though. <laughs> like... So in so at the end of the movie, which is super weird, it's Stainer that has to change. It's Stainer that has like this big moment. He goes to talk to his ex girlfriend who works at like a stand in the mall, and it's weird because she's just like a nice looking person. Like she's not like particularly amazing looking. She's not particularly bad looking, but he like rolls up on this woman, and he's just like. He's just like, uh, like you were a 10 and I was a five and like, and she was just like, dude, I really liked you. I was just tired of you talking about this shit. Yeah. She was like, you're obsessed <laughs> with this rating system. And it's like, so and you were so afraid I was going to break up with you. And he's like, well, you did. And she's like, well, I probably wouldn't have if you just chilled and like been present. <laughs> like it's so, yeah. And so then he has this whole thing where he's just like, it's like a big chase or whatever, because, uh, Jay Baruchel is like about to, you know, succumb to like a bad relationship and he's like gonna go back, back to, with, yeah, and also deal with the fact that get she, back with Marnie, yeah, deal with the fact that like Marnie like has another guy still. Like, she, like, she does, she's something smart where she's just like, yeah, I'm not gonna dump him because I can't trust you, which is, which is kind of funny to me. <laughs> I know it's wild. Um, the but irony, yeah, the, the whole thing, but then. Uh, when Steiner's like, oh no, she actually likes you, and the point system doesn't matter. It's like this whole like chase where it's like, oh, we gotta find the girl, and then we have uh Lindsay Sloan like following them, like also chasing, like, no, I cannot release this man from my clutches. And then Jet's cold hard bitch starts playing, which yeah. like I heard, like I heard, I like, definitely <laughs> took a screenshot of that because I was like, I was laughing at that point because I was like, this is so stupid. <laughs> I am like so angry and also wow i could hear like the beginnings of like the guitar and the drums of cold hard bitch and i was like they're not gonna play cold hard bitch right now like i was sitting there just like no yeah no, yeah like like no, it's, no. and it's not a matter that you had any faith in the movie it's like that you had a little hope that they wouldn't take it there and they did it's just like and we get it the cold hard bitch is playing because she's a bitch like what like we what get like you hate women we you, get hate it. you hate them we get it um oh my god and so oh my oh gosh man he like uh, gets the girl and we're supposed to care and then he flies a plane at the end and it's so great oh, also, how this but when stainer changes his mind he runs onto a plane and gives this whole fucking speech about how jay bayrochelle is um a you're 10, a 10 you're a 10 and you deserve to be with alice and she's a 10 and then he claims that Lindsay sloan is a three and then and then um uh one of the other dudes i guess the guy who's playing jay bayrochelle's brother is like arguably a two like they had to throw that in there they had to make us they had to hate her a little bit more oh my god and then and then like and then fucking Jay Baruchel gets up and is so obnoxious and is like, oh, yeah, I'm a 10. Fuck all of you. And then mm -hmm. he, like, leaves, and that's when the chase starts, and then they play Cold Hard Bitch. Have men ever calmed down, ever? Nope. Never. 
Like as a group? No. No. <laughs> like, you sh- are there individuals? No yeah. chill. No uh. chill between all of you. Have you all ever calmed the fuck down? And this is this is not just like going to like men in general. This is going to like men that I've dated, men that I'm currently dating. Have you all just like? Can you all chill out? Like, can we all just like this whole obsession with like you're the hot one and I'm not the hot one and we're the hot ones and you're the point. This is stupid. Okay. Do you like spending time together? Do you like sleeping next to each other? Do you like sitting on the couch with each other? Can you watch a movie together without ripping each other's eyes out? Congratulations, you made it. You're dating. It's fine. Like, can we all chill? Oh, God. Yeah. The, uh, I was rage texting AJ during this. <laughs> it's just like. He was like, oh, yeah, I've seen that. It's real bad. This is like the most kind of annoying behavior. And I could say that it's unbelievable, but y'all actually do act like this. No, I mean, I've definitely this met m- these characters. Like, I've met these guys, you know, and I've heard conversations like these. And that, like, I mean, luckily at this point, I don't really hang. A, I don't actively hang out with anyone like this, you know. Yeah, um, but I, the I, Lord. The, these people do exist, unfortunately. So please, you know, I don't know. Like, I'll do a, a Jerry Springer line. Take care of yourselves and each other. Like, can we? Yeah, can we just treat each other like human beings, like, and not rateable fuck fuck muffins? This like, is so just bu- so oh my bizarre. gosh! Like, you could think that like these guys all have like pictures of their ex girlfriends in their wallet, and they like have them ranked in terms of hotness. Oh yeah, I mean, also <laughs> there's such ha- ex hatred in this movie. It was just so wild to me. I was like, wow, because well, you know it's always like in, even when before Stainer like talks to his ex and has a good conversation and you realize that she's a good person he like calls her a psycho he calls her a psycho and i'm pretty sure he calls her a bitch because he calls pretty much everyone except alice eve because she's perfect um a bitch which is wild to me well not wild because this is actually men will call women psychos when they don't want to explain the story of why they broke up yep so it's no i mean i i even yeah i've definitely heard plenty of men call women crazy or psycho when they don't want to admit that they were shitty, you know? Yeah, they don't want... Because they know... They feel like no one will ask any further questions. Yeah, they'll, uh, <laughs> like, especially if they're in a group of men, the other men will be like, oh, I feel you. Yeah, yeah I had... Yeah, it was, it was some crazy I bitches. also had a woman who wanted me to explain myself. Uh, <laughs> be emotionally available. Also, if she really was psycho, it's probably a really good story. <laughs> you should yeah, tell it. Right. Like, yeah, if she actually was, like, give us the deets. Oh, <laughs> my God. Anyways. So, uh, yes, please... Um, like don't watch this don't like honestly it will make your soul hurt and if it doesn't make your soul hurt i actually don't want to hear about it because it'll make me angry at you (laughs) like that's how much i hate this yeah uh i can't think of any replacement uh to watch thank god right for this because this entire genre genre is just trash whatever it's full trash it's it's so, like romantic comedies for the male gaze. It's not even for men. It's for the male gaze. Yes. So I would say instead that what you should do is subscribe to this podcast because we are two people who are constantly trying to work on our health and treat people better and treat our partners well. Yes. You should listen to us instead of dealing with and, people like this. And honestly, if you would leave us um, a five-star review, I mean, only if you feel honestly five stars in your heart. You don't have to lie. But if you th- that definitely helps us um, get bumped up uh, so that 
more people know about us and listen. And then that helps, you know, the cycle of love. Yes, the cycle of love. We love you. Yeah. And um, you can follow us on Twitter at all the places. Bad Romance Pod with a zero instead of an O. Yeah, uh, we're J-O- on Spotify. We're yeah. on all the things. Yeah, you can follow Bronwyn. You can follow me. You can follow me and Bronwyn, which is preferable. Follow both of us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and... Uh, you know, next month we're going to be doing some holiday rom-coms. I don't know if the whole month is going to be holiday rom-coms, but we're definitely going to fit some in there. Oh, I mean, there's so many horrible ones that I think are hilarious. Um, we will definitely jump into some. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, have a lovely week. Yes. Um, yeah, just take care of yourself and remember that you're a full person and so is everyone else. Yes. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. Bye. Bye. Let's dump this truck.